The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Camping here with Janelle Noel. My favorite uh, name to say that I can think of off the top of my head. She's one of our amazing mindset slash results coaches here at Grow My Cleaning Company. And we are going to talk about what's really important, but I've, you may have heard it before. And I'm, I'm afraid that you might, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, I know that. And it's like, okay, but are you doing it? Are you actually getting the results? So suspend reality or any judgment of I've heard that before just for the first minute or two and just jump in and go, am I actually doing it? Am I actually getting results? And if you are, skip to the next podcast. And if you're not, stick through it to the end. So I'm sure many, if not all of you have heard the old adage, if you take the net worth or the income of your five closest friends, um, that will effectively be your net worth or your income, right? So the point is, who we allow or choose to be in our inner circle and the influence we allow others to have on us is disproportionately effective in dictating our results, right? So I get a little nervous when I hear people say like, just, you know, in like the secret, just manifest it and envision it and it will come. Because I definitely think picturing what you want, not what you don't want is wildly powerful, but it alone I don't think is enough. You have to kind of combine that with actual work and take an action and know what to do. And, but, you know, I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying standalone. It's not it. Choosing who you spend time with is so much closer, right? If I could be like, if someone just manifest everything one day and hang out with a bunch of losers or manifest nothing and hang out with the right people all the time, I'd be like, Oh, definitely. The, definitely. The second could, because if you hang out with the right people, you're going to be thinking and manifesting the right thing anyway. And it's like, if they just did that, would that make them successful? Mike, Maybe, probably not, but it's possible. And it's the closest single silver bullet you have is if you just like, if if you could put me where all I got to do is talk to people that told me I'm terrible, I'm garbage, I can't do it, nothing works, I'm a fraud, or with people that are like, this is amazing, you're changing lives, you, we can do anything. And I'm pretty good at controlling my mindset. I've got a lot of beliefs of why I can. I think I would still get beaten down or beaten up pretty quickly. So that's what I want to talk about today. Before we jump in, Janelle, am I overstating or understating anything you'd like to add to that? Because I feel like it's a bold claim, but it is just such a big, well, I've said my piece. What, what are your thoughts oh. before we dive into it? No, it's it's absolutely true. Um, we all have, you know, all of these stories that we run through our lives and these distracting thoughts that will pull us off. And if the people in our lives that are surrounding us are not supporting the positive, the yes, I can do it beliefs, they're going to feed the stories of I'm not good enough. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is hard. Um, those stories are going to work their magic in our lives. And you're right. It's going to be hard. It's going to be miserable. Um, you may not be successful and you're going to wonder why, but probably 90% of it is that the people that you're choosing to listen to are not supporting the right conversation. So yeah, you know, you're supporting you're you've got to, you've got to, well, you know, we don't get to choose our family. So this is, this is why this is, I think really important, right? We don't choose our family. We're born into it. Now, most of us 
have relationships with our family. <laughs> Some of us choose not to, but often, especially for entrepreneurs, and this is really important for really first generation entrepreneurs, right? So there's this big conversation in our culture about, you know, the first to go to college in a family um, means success, a new level of success. First generation entrepreneurs, I think, have it really tough because their families and the people that they're surrounded by have no concept of what it is to be an entrepreneur. It's scary out there, right? It's, it's, it is remarkably different to be on the other side of the paycheck. And if you don't have that culture, right? That culture of the those people that are surrounding you who are on, I, I again, the other side of the paycheck, um, they will often be afraid for you because they have no way to understand what it's like to not get a paycheck or to not have that, you know, that, um, like, oh, well, you've got to, you've got to work hard. You've got to put 60 hours a week into your business because that's, that's time is money. This is the time is money equation, right? So they're, that's all they know. And so they're often fearful for you as the entrepreneur who's trying to break out of that mold. And if you have any, you know, chances are pretty good. You're going to have the inkling of that fear in you as well. They're going to feed that fear, right? They're going to feed that fear and it's okay entrepreneurs get over it all the time, we, right? We get through, we get past it. But I think it's a really important skill to also recognize, oh, that's what's happening. And I can actually choose not to, to take it on any further. I'm like furiously taking notes because you're bringing up all sorts of cool stuff. Um, first of all, Janelle, I love what you said about, you said, it. I think at least three times I counted the word choose. So I think the first excuse is, well, I can't choose who I spend my time with, like my family, my wife, my kids, my um, extended parents, in-laws, brothers, sisters, all that. Well, let's take out wife and kids for a second because, or husband and kids uh, or, you know, partner and kids. So A, you do get to choose them. You know, you can't choose your mom and dad, but you 100% can choose who you marry or <laughs> live with. So there's a choice there. <clears throat> and I don't I think it's beyond the scope of this podcast. If you, you know, made a lifelong commitment to someone that is completely negative in your life, that's a different kettle of fish. But I'm guessing that's and your kids, by the way, you can choose kind of how you respond and how you show up and all that. So let's not say that that doesn't exist, but let's just say that's the minority. So we won't talk about that in this podcast. When it comes to people you didn't choose to be your family, brothers, sisters, parents, <clears throat> you still I would never advocate. You know, that's really culty. Like, don't talk to your parents or, or, you know, don't talk to your family. That's always a red flag that you're, you're dealing with a cult. But 100% you can limit the influence that they have over you. So part of that is time. Um, there are people in my family I choose not to spend a large quantity of time with. I'm not saying I they're dead to me. I won't see them. I won't speak to them. Of course, that's not the case. But I don't have to be with them every day. I don't have to talk with them all the time. I might just check in for a little bit and I can choose to go, A, they don't get any input, right? They've lost their right to have an opinion that I value. And B, 
I can set boundaries on the topics I'm willing to discuss with them. Um, just because I'm like, it's a waste of their time. It's a waste of my time. They're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change theirs. And I can set boundaries of, Hey, if I keep hearing about this thing, I'm not going to want to be around you. So let's I thank you for your opinion. I've got it. I hear you. You think I'm going to be a failure in business or this or that or whatever thing. Obviously I feel differently. How about this? I'm not going to try and convince you on that. You don't have to try and convince me on that. We're just going to move on. And if you keep telling me I'm fat, stupid, ugly, incompetent, or whatever thing it is, I'm not going to spend time with you until you're you're willing and able to, to, to modify that behavior. So we can, a lot of tools that we have of A, setting boundaries. We can spend lots of time with someone and just be like, we talk about the weather. This isn't someone I talk about deep things with. Um, or I can just not spend that much time with them. I'm not saying you should eliminate them altogether, but you you do have a massive amount of influence and choice, frankly. So that's the first thing. Don't use that as an excuse. Um, and it's not just who you spend choose not to spend time not to spend time with. It is who you choose to spend time with, which is even more important. So if you fill your life with a bunch of good positive stuff, the negative stuff's not going to hurt. Second thing is, so first thing is choice. I love that. It is completely a choice. Second thing is let's, you can always set boundaries around and both on quantity and quality and depth of time that you spend with somebody. The last thing I wanted to mention, get uh, Janelle's feedback on is I found there's really two instances people can really screw up. One is they're just like Janelle said, fearful um, and your success scares them because if you succeed and they're, they don't, they feel like somehow that's made them less than. Uh, and your failure scares them because they love you and they don't want you to succeed. So you put them in this awkward position where if you fail, they feel terrible. And if you succeed, they feel terrible. So they, you know, puts, they're just feeding their own fears. So that's one person you can kind of identify. You don't even have to judge it. Like you're bad, you know, you're trying to do this to me. It's like, I get it. I, I might feel the same way if, you know, we both went to the same college or high school or if we're brothers and sisters, we grew up together and I'm making a half a million dollars a year in profit. And you're making $50,000. That's going to be a weird thing. Like that's not a bad thing. And maybe they're like, I'm a teacher, a police officer, and I get paid what I get paid. And it's like, that's a great job. There's nothing wrong with that. So even though I may not be judging them, doesn't mean that they don't have weirdness about it as well. They're just, some things just are, and that's okay. So I just identifying, you don't have to judge it. You just have to go, I get it. I make five times, 10 times what this person makes or have the potential to, and that's scary to them. And they love me. And they're like, oh my gosh, get a job, you know, get an education that's secure. And it is secure. And it's, it's not saying it's bad, but as an entrepreneur, security is not one of the top, you know, certainly short-term, long-term, you have way more security than anyone else, but short-term, maybe that may be the case. So that's one. And the other one, which is more insidious because we don't see it, is the always a fan. Whatever you do, even when you do stupid things or you run off a cliff, you're great, Janelle. You're going to be the best. I love you. You're going to do great. Well, I'm working 60 hours a week and having a nervous breakdown and I'm broke. It'll be fine. You're going to be fine. Everything's fine. It's not your fault because we always have stories of this is why and it's not and everything's going to get better. As an entrepreneur, we're like built in with stories. And someone that no matter what you say has fear is going to be a tough one to get any growth from or with. And then someone that always tells you you're on the right track, no matter what track you're on, is going to be tough to get even growth. So those are the two kind of red flags I see to identify. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Um, any thoughts on any of that? Is there a third type? Do you see those as identifying? And when you start seeing those people in your life, how do you 
I don't want to spend too much time getting the bad people out because I think it's pretty self, self-explanatory, self but getting the good people in is where I like to spend the most time. So any thoughts on any of that? And if not, how do we kind of find these good people and cultivate time and relationship with them? Um, yeah, no, those are, those are really great um, red flags. Um, uh, the other, the other red flag that I, like to watch for though is also the person that wants to give you advice and has never done it before right those people will just cut you off at the knees and you don't even know why like why or how (laughs) so three red flags um how to find the people i love this because this is really great so how to find the people who are you know who you want to surround yourself look for people that are successful entrepreneurs in your areas, right? So, you know, our audience here is is people with cleaning businesses. Well, you know, as you're going out, if, if you're networking, if you're talking to other successful entrepreneurs, other business owners, um, not only are you networking for your business, but you're sharing ideas, right? You're sharing that energy of, of success with other people who are also doing it. Um, go to go to conferences, talk to people or listen to people who are excited about growing entrepreneurs, right? So not just, um, and this is, this, this mic is where like you and I are totally in agreement. It's not enough to just be, okay, I'm going to manifest. I'm going to have a vision board. I'm going to, I'm going to grow my business to, to look like this. Um, but then not backing it up with action. So you want to, you want to surround your people who are showing you the evidence of their success through the actions that they're taking. Maybe they're trying things and they're failing, but they keep getting up. If you can watch people do that, that resilience that they have, and you spend time with them, you are going to take that on as well, right? Like that's the good juicy stuff about who you surround yourself with. But listen to the people and look to the people who are successfully, have already successfully done what you want to do. So let me, that's a 100% on target. B, let me add some nuance to that because I've yeah. I've gotten burned or seen people get burned with the high level. So let me just take that down a level or two. One, make sure they're successful in exactly what you want them to do or exactly what you want. So I have a coach for my that I work out with who knows a lot more about physical health and how the body mechanics work and weights and what they'll do and what they won't do and how to do it effectively and get the blah, 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 blah. And when it comes to all things health, I listen to him. He is much smarter than me. When it comes to business, he has thoughts. I don't really listen to those. Um, Not because he's not a great guy or smart guy. It's just, I see his business and what it's creating for him. And I see my business, what it's creating for me. And I, I, I choose mine. So, there can also be business coaches that are on their sixth divorce who maybe you don't listen to them so much about relational advice. <laughs> so make sure that not only are they doing, have done here. I'm going to, so yes, having done what you want, huge, even better if they're doing it right now, even better, better if they've helped other people do it even better, 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 better. If they've helped lots of other people do it, right. Then it's a pretty repeatable, like, well, if they've helped, you know, 26 and a half people do this, 
out of 30 or 32 they've tried the the chances on the unlucky dude or gal that you know they can't help um like you know unlikely second uh, and again now you're moving more into a coach right because if you've helped dozens and dozens of people that's probably a coach rarely do people on their own spare time are able to mentor many people for free with that kind of results it's just not plausible so if it's not a paid relationship you might just have to settle for their living the exact life that you want and bonus if they've helped one or two right but to expect someone who's not doing this for a living to have helped dozens is is unreasonable um make sure they're getting the results that you want because of what they're doing not in spite of this is another prickly pair i've seen people that are doing a couple million dollars in business but they're well again when i say get the exact results you want they're doing a couple million dollars in business but they're broke or they're working 60 hours a week or they're miserable so we go to them for quote unquote coaching or mentorship or whatever you want to call it, but they're not living the exact life that we want. They're living part of it. They got a $2 million business, but they're working 80 hours a week and they're only making $87,000 a month and, or a year. And it's very risky, right? Sometimes they can't make payroll and there's all this other stuff. It's like, was that really the life that you want? You know, we kind of get caught up in the 2 million part. I want a $2 million business, but it's like, hold on. <laughs> Are they living the exact life that you want? So make sure that they're living all of it. And then the last thing is make sure they're it's because of what they're doing not in spite of. So if they're like, I started this thing three years ago and now I'm doing $2 million and I'm making, you know, half a million dollars in profit and I only work 15 hours a week and it's very, or I work 40, but it's very fulfilling. Well, that's pretty daggum good. Could be another guy who, whose dad started it 50 years ago and he took it over 20 years ago and it was doing about the same revenue it was doing now. It's grown for inflation a little bit. Well, like, is he winning because of that? <laughs> you know, like what he did may not have a lot to do with the result he got. So you just want to make sure you're kind of like with a website. People look at the website and be like, this guy is crushing it. So I'm going to knock off his website. Well, is he winning because of the website or in spite of the website? It's very, you know, like this guy's been around for 20 years. He doesn't do any social media and he's doing $2 million a year. Well, is he doing $2 million a year because he doesn't do any social media or in spite of? So just make sure you see the whole picture, right? Or is it not just top line, but is it bottom line? Is it not just bottom line, but is it the life that they're living? Is it, are they getting the results because of the things that they're doing or in spite of the things that they're doing? So you've got to be really, really particular. Last thing I'm going to say, and then I'll turn over to Janelle to kind of wrap us because we're, we're already kind of deep into this, um, is give, don't ask. People, you know, again, that's without you know, pimping our own stuff too hard. I like the coaching relationship because I can expect, I can demand. Like uh, we were going to redo our backyard a couple of years ago. And my brother is a landscape architect or he's an interior designer and he's done landscape architects for, he's very qualified for the job. And he's like, no, we'll do it for free. Of course, don't worry about it. I was like, no, nah, I want to pay somebody. Um, not because I hate money, but because I knew he's busy and he's got paying clients. And had I asked him to do it, it would be done when he daggum well got to it or not, right? Because I can't really demand my brother. First, I wouldn't want to demand my brother-in-law. Anyway, certainly wouldn't want to do it if I can get any money. Hey, you know, Olivia, stop doing that paid stuff for your clients and pay a bunch of my crap. I'm not that bold, right? But I want my craft to get done. So it wasn't that he's a bad, he's probably as good or better than anyone I would have hired, but I can't demand it, right? So again, without getting too junky on the coach thing, for me, I'm like, I'd rather just pay a dude who I know or a gal who I know can help me as opposed to like being at someone's mercy. So we do a lot of, can I take you out to lunch? And we think to a guy that's, or a gal that's wildly successful making millions of dollars a year, a $23 lunch is going to be worth an hour of his time. And we're like, I took him to lunch. Um, so give, don't ask, right? Like, and I don't ask to give, what could I do for you? Cause now you're giving them a job, figure out what I need, what my skill set is and how it can fit into your life. And then somehow 
coach me. Like that's a big pain in the butt. Find something and just help them. So a lot of times you're like, I look for a coach and no one wants to coach me. It's like, well, you didn't give them anything. So again, with a paid coach, pretty easy. If they've got a coaching program that costs money, then give them that money, right? <laughs> and, and be the, and for the really good coaches, be the, you still have to be a good student, right? Like for us, lots of people have money and we like, we like money. We like clients, but you gotta be, you know, we're not just because just you have the money doesn't mean it's going to work. You still got to be able to be a student that we think we can help and is, is going to get results. So that's it. A, make sure that you're getting the right person and dive real deep into that. Cause it takes, it means a lot to go. I'm going to give this person authority in my life and my business and listen to them that it doesn't sound like much. It's a, it's a bunch. And then B make sure that you're giving, not asking, right? Like, let me do it for free. Let me take you to lunch, you know, make sure you know what they want and you're actually giving them value in excessive. Because again, the better the coach, the more valuable his or her time is going to be. So an hour of his time, you think $1,000 would be wildly something. For him, it might be 10 grand. Um, and if you give him a free lunch, it's 23 bucks. And you're surprised when he's not super interested in uh, in attending. And then you don't do any of the things he tells you to do anyway. And then you're like, he wouldn't meet with me again. Or you know, he only met with me in a spare time. He didn't make me a priority. It's like, well, yeah, because he's got his own business to run. All right. Um, anything to wrap it up, Janelle? Anything we missed? Anything you want to highlight? Anything I said that's full of crap you want to call me out in front of God and everybody? That's always fun. No, you know, my takeaway, uh, what I'm walking away from everything we said is be selective. Hmm. Be selective about who you choose to listen to, what you choose to listen to from people you may respect in other ways, and um, be selective about the the mentors or coaches that you choose to really get you to exactly where you want to go. But definitely be selective about those people that are currently in your life because you can choose to not buy their stories. Mm first and at the, as the very bottom step, like as the very first step, start there. Love it. Oh, I'm going to add one thing. It's going to make me sound like a genius, but Janelle, I talked about this at the beginning and we uh, forgot. I just, I just hit it. Um, ask for help when you need it. That's that's we, we didn't want to make the whole podcast about this because it's really for our clients more than you guys, but just as a tag on for you guys, when you build these relationships, whether it's a paid coaching relationship, a free mentorship relationship, doesn't matter. We see this over and over and over again. When people are kicking butt and taking names and they're loving life and they're winning, they're all up in our business. Like, let's get coached. I'm in the community. I'm loving it. And they, it's great. It feels good. And then they do good. And it's amazing. Exactly what they need. The problem is when they're not doing well and they're struggling and they, now they really, really need it. That's when they hide. Right. So again, it's a paid relationship. We can kind of go after them a little more because we have their money. We need to, we want to make sure we get results. When it's just a friend or a, a kind of casual coaching relationship, they're probably not going to chase you. <laughs> like they're doing other crap. So you kind of got to be a bigger boy or a bigger girl and be like, I'm going to reach out. Of course, I'm going to reach out when it feels good. Like I, same thing with working out, like the days you feel like working out, you don't get any credit for those. Good, go, go do it. It's the days you don't feel like working out. You still go do it. That's when, that's when you build the dark muscle. So same thing, the days are, you know, God forbid, weeks or months, you're like, I just need to figure this out on my own. And here's what it sounds like in your mind. If, and Janelle, feel free to add some of these because you've heard them. I just need some time on my own. I, I want to figure this out on my own. We justify that. We don't go. I know I need help, but I'm a stubborn jerk and I'm too lazy to get help. So I'm just going to do this, do the dumb thing and, and fix it. We don't say that. We say fancy sounding things like, oh, I'm still implementing what we had before. I just know what he's going to say, or I just need a couple of weeks to sort it out or just excuse after excuse after excuse to do nothing. So my biggest thing is once you've built this relationship with somebody or ideally people that support you and that you trust and can help you, when you don't feel like going to them, that's the time you got to go to them. Anything to add, Janelle? Nope. You've 
totally nailed it once again, Mike. I think Janelle says we're good. We're good, kids. All right. If uh, you want, if you this has been helpful at all, go to growingcleaningcompany.com. Tons of free resources. Um, we've got a Facebook group, a community of like fifteen thousand people. I go live on there every week as of as of this recording, um, and that's a great opportunity to just meet other people that are a little further ahead and um, and go both ways, right? If you're further ahead and someone asks for a little help, maybe be some generous with your time and give them some help. And if you're a little behind, again, don't ask the guy or gal further ahead for their help, trying to find out a way you can serve them in their life and let it, uh, let it grow naturally. All right, growmycleaningcompany.com. Check it out now. We'll see you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.